Hello, friends, and welcome to the Home Wrecker Podcast. Now, typically, this is where you go to listen to a married couple who we attempt to wreck and shatter conventional wisdom and ways of thinking by bringing alternative viewpoints. <laughs> By bringing alternative viewpoints and different subjects to light in an attempt to not only wreck and shatter, but obliterate them completely. Woohoo! Uh, you, um, you you kind of messed that up a little bit. Oh, I wasn't supposed to do it that way. Well, because it's it, we we attempt to not only wreck and shatter, uh, well. Wait, did I mess that up? I, I don't think, know. I think I think you well, messed think, it up. I think I messed up the entire opening. I think you and, did. And I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even going to bother re-recording it because it. it's just such a mess. But anyway, what I was trying to say was- This, this shit is real, this, people. This is typically when we say this kind of thing, but- we're not going to do any of that kind of stuff today because we're that's instead- That's why you're off because we're not getting into that kind of stuff today. That's Thank you. Thank you so much for, for giving me an excuse and an out. <laughs> it's what I do. Tag team partner what, for life. That's right. And speaking of tag teams and, and partners and that kind of thing. For the past couple of weeks on this show, what we've been doing is talking about wrestling in one form or another. We talked about WrestleMania. And then the we, we immediately the following week talked uh, or released an episode about the Ultimate Warrior. Well, now... We watched WrestleMania, we watched the Hall of Fame, and now we're going to talk about our thoughts on it. I thought that'd be kind of cool, just kind of as a follow-up. Yeah. And and unfortunately, the way that we record and and put the shows out, the schedule that we have, it it might be a little off. And this is going to come out now. Two weeks after WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, it'll be... No, wait, no, because WrestleMania was... Yeah, it'll it'll be about 10 days after WrestleMania happened. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Anyway, so we watch the Hall of Fame, and we watch WrestleMania. That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to give our thoughts on that. But 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 first, probably should say who we are. I, I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, and I'm joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Excellent. I'm really I, I good. Waited till about three and a half minutes in to ask you how you're That's doing. Okay. That's but, you okay. Know. How are you? I, I'm doing fantastic as always. I, I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this show. I, I'm looking forward to the next couple of months because because I think they're going to be very exciting for us. Yes. Without getting into too many specifics, how about yourself though? I 
have an upcoming group hypnotherapy session on Tuesday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be holding a group inner child heal and play hypnotherapy session. So during this group hypnotherapy session, we will go into hypnotherapy, we'll go into hypnosis and we will meet or be reintroduced or just get together with our inner child and we'll work on any healing that needs to take place. Typically when you work with your inner child, there's a lot of healing that happens, whether it's something you realized you needed or not. Sometimes it's your inner child being healed. Sometimes it's you being healed by your inner child. And then we're going to go into a more funner part that I like to do, the play aspect, where we get to play with our inner child and just have fun and enjoy ourselves. So tickets are available through Eventbrite and the link will be in the show notes. It is $25 to participate and do the group hypnosis. However, if you are a Crystal Eyes app subscriber, a paid subscriber, you can get a special code to get in for free. Free. Yeah. Cool. That's always fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I love doing this kind of stuff. And I try to make it affordable for everybody, especially with inner child. It's really important everyone gets to work with their inner child. Excellent. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, and space is limited, so sign up soon. Oh, and space is limited. Yes. There you go. All right. Awesome. How about you? Uh, nothing. I, I, I'm doing a lot of uh, cleaning. Yes. And <laughs> Kicking ass and taking names. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that's that's it. The, the same old stuff, the same stuff, just uh, preparing and, and, and for, getting... For new things to come, and, and hopefully. That's, <laughs> yes, that's it. So... I, like I said, I'm excited because it's going to be a pretty, pretty cool big transition for us coming up, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it as it weeks. as it gets closer. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we should just get right to the show, though. Let's do into, it. In, into what we were going to talk about. Well, where we left off when we were talking about WrestleMania the other week, yes. it was the night before the Hall of Fame ceremony. No, and it was the night before I'm sorry, WrestleMania, the, right, the night of the Hall of yes, Fame. Yes, thank you for correcting me. The night of Hall of Fame, what we, were, I do. we were recording right before Hall of Fame started. So why don't you share your thoughts about Hall of Fame? What did you think about it? Uh, I, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. It was it was longer than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be only an hour long just because of the time that it mm -hmm. started. They started it at 10 o'clock Eastern time. And the way they did it was they had it take place right after the SmackDown show. And I, I have not seen SmackDown since, jeez, for years. But they they go live now, I guess, every Friday night from 8 to 10. And so what they did was they set up, they had the Hall of Fame ceremony at that building. So it mm -hmm. took place. So the people that were there for SmackDown got to see the Hall of and Fame. It, um, it technically started at 10 o'clock, but it, the well, Hall of Fame actually really started at like 10.15. Yeah, it was like 10.15, 10.20, something like that, because they had to... Convert get everything. it, get everything set up in the arena and everything. So they had their little pre-show kind of thing. So yeah, it, no, it was good. It was good. I wish they would have let some of the guys talk a little longer. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. Uh, the Steiner brothers. That's that's who I would have liked. I, to, yeah, I was really surprised they were so limited in time. And then I thought, okay, is this what everyone is getting? They're each getting a few minutes to speak. 
And then when each person after them got a little extra time, a little more time, and then a little more time, I thought that kind of sucks to be the Steiner brothers. And 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 two guys, two, it's, people. two people have to talk, and they only and got they have like, to share like four minutes. They got four minutes each, yeah, uh, together, like, all together. I yeah, I thought that was a little, eh, but you know, I almost felt insulted for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but that was that was cool though. They they for the the limited amount of time they had, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I just I thought it was cool. Rick Steiner saying he, you know, the best thing was you got to do everything with his brother. And so, that so it was, was cool. really it was nice. Really, yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, and then after that, it was was it Vader? His I don't wife? think they were. Were they second? They might have been. I think no, they it weren't. Jeez. I did take notes on the Hall of Fame, but anyway, yeah, Vader, Vader was inducted. His wife that, and son came out. Yeah, and then and that was okay. It was you know it was quick. It, it's it's tough because when it's not the actual, when it's somebody that's being inducted posthumously, mm. it's and it's the family members that are accepting it. It's kind of like okay, I mean that's that's it's, it's nice to see that they're being you know their 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 loved ones getting honored and that kind of thing. But part of you just wants that person to be there and maybe share some stories and feelings. Yeah, selfishly, that's yeah. what you want. Yeah, of course. it is selfish, but but it, it's cool to see that they that they recognize the family mm-hmm. and, and give them that honor, yeah. if you will. Uh, so that that was fine. That was good. And I and uh, if I remember correctly, Vader's son, the it was his son and his his uh, his widow, who accepted the award and everything. And uh, his son used to be a WWE contracted wrestler. I don't think he he never made it to the main roster, but I know he was there. He was in their developmental for a little while, from what I understand. So. So then we had Queen Charmel. Queen Charmel. Mm-hmm. Booker T's wife. Yeah. Then I, I was really impressed by her because I only watched a very little bit of her because when I wasn't watching wrestling when she was mostly on. So I only saw a little bit of her work. So I didn't know much about her. But just listening to her speak, she's so well spoken. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I was really just, I. I really enjoyed listening to her. It was wonderful. Yeah, she yeah, great, great speech. A lot of good, a good, a lot of good points, and it was just uh, kept me captivated. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was very well done her speech and everything. And then it was they did the Warrior Award mm-hmm. for Shad Gaspard, and they had a nice video and everything. And then his his widow and and his son came and accepted the award. Yeah. And, uh, that, I'm that like, was that, tough to that watch. Was, that was hard. Yeah, that was really that tough was to really watch. tough to watch. I cried. I, I I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit it. That one made me cry because I'm just like that's all I'm thinking is, geez, the guy literally gave his life for his son, and all I'm sitting there thinking, and and they're showing, oh my goodness, they're showing videos that he had posted, I guess, on social media or or if they were home videos or whatever. I don't know. But the, just videos of him with his son, like teaching his son stuff and taking his son to the gym, and oh my gosh! And I'm just like, holy cow! Like they were, they were close. Mm-hmm. And for the for oh man, and just yeah, it, uh, I'm gonna get emotional talking about it. So I'm gonna stop. One of, one of the things though that I loved was when his widow said to their son, 
your dad was a badass. And it was like, yes, that is so true. And, yeah. and that's something awesome to try to, yeah. to, I mean, the things that he did, it wasn't just professional wrestling. He stood up. I mean, he stopped a robbery. He did a lot of things. He stood up for what was right. And he taught his kid so many good lessons. And yeah, the guy was a badass. Yeah, he was a badass. And that was a really their, nice way to look at it. Their dog got stolen. I yeah. guess there it was. Yeah, right. Somebody their stole dog. their dog. Somebody stole their dog. And he he the found out down. where it was, where where their dog was, and and got, got it, the dog. Got back. the dog back. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't say how, <laughs> probably because it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't kosher. Probably, but... probably wasn't legal. Mm. Not not that anything's gonna happen to him now. Obviously, but <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but. Yeah, just just this just really really cool. It was, so. but it just showed that there was so much more to him than being a wrestler, right? And, and it was like that was just like a little bit of awesomeness, and there was just way more. It was like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, so. That was really that was a, that was a tough one to watch, but it was it was nice it to was, see yeah. his son. Uh, his son did so his well. His son did really well. Yeah, yeah his son did really well. It just—it's just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. But it, it's just seeing how, man, just seeing how they were together and everything. It, it looked like he set his son up. He 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 laid a good foundation. Yeah. I think I think his son will be okay. Yeah, and then it was the Undertaker yeah. who got all the time he wanted, as he should. As he should, yeah. And and he came out wearing a, what do you call those? Like one of those uh, wire, what, like oh, a like headset, headset mic kind yeah. of deal. And it, it was a great speech. And very I, like Tony Robbins and motivational he, speaker. That's what I said to you after yeah. I said I think this is his new career now. He's yeah. gonna probably go around get fifty grand for a half hour motivational speech or something, and and that's probably what he's gonna do now. Wouldn't shock me. I mean, and he this, would be good at and it. He'd be good at anyone it. who hurt yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, it looked like he was trying it out. <laughs> that's, that's almost what, what, that's like. what it felt like. But it also it felt like <laughs> that. But at the same time, it was so great hearing these stories because the Undertaker forever has protected his his gimmick, his image. Well, protected. I mean, he's been kind of doing this now for the last couple of years. But for so long, it wasn't until the recent past where he finally started opening up and we got The Undertaker's Last Ride and we got to see more of Mark Calloway, not The Undertaker. Because before that, he always protected his image as The Undertaker. Yes. And, and it was it was kind of cool too seeing Vince McMahon, who who inducted him, how they they shared an embrace like when you know he, he, when Undertaker got in the ring, and they like shook hands and then he they hugged and Vince like got the fuck out of Dodge quick because Vince was crying, and, and I didn't know that till later. I saw somebody had gotten like a video on social media like from from their phone or something, and you could see Vince was visibly like crying but and you even just rushed it out when of there. we were watching. Oh, he's crying. He yeah. wants to get out of there. Yeah. So yeah. he fucking hightailed mm -hmm. it out of there quick. It was like, whoa, holy shit. Like, yeah. So you could tell those two obviously share a, a have a special relationship and everything. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was kind of, it, it's cool to see. See, I like seeing those kind of moments because it humanizes everybody. And I mean, I know obviously they're humans, and but I, I just like to see that. I like that they, they will allow those vulnerable moments from time to time 
for the rest of the people, for the rest of the audience watching to see, yeah, they're fucking humans, just like you who watches them. I, I, I've always appreciated those kind of moments, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, he, he did a great job with his speech. It was entertaining. It was fun. Even though it went for a bit of time, it didn't feel like it. It doesn't was just, matter. That's, for, I'm sorry, that, that's, to me, that's how the Hall of Fame should be. And I yeah. feel almost like if somebody's got a, a lot to say, fucking let them say it. It's the one time that they get to. But my point to. is it didn't feel like it was going on forever. Because there have been some Hall of Fame speeches where it gets a little boring. And, yeah. But this this was captivating and it was, it was fun yeah. and it was entertaining. It, yeah. it was great. So we enjoyed the Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely for sure. Very, yes. very good. Mm-hmm. So now let's move on to WrestleMania the next night. One. So night one of WrestleMania started out, and I'm going to refer to my notes here. The Usos, who were the tag team champions for SmackDown, were defending their titles against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Oh my gosh, that match, Rick Boogs. Oh my goodness. So the Usos won. They beat the uh, Nakamura and Boogs. Mm-hmm. And Shinsuke took the pin. I, I got to say, yeah, Shinsuke took the pin. Uh, I While I'm watching this match, actually while the enter- entrance was happening, I turned the corner on Boogs. I was like, you know, I kind of like Boogs now. I liked him. Like, and then I you didn't. Like and yeah. I, was, I thought, what's the big deal? He's entertaining. He's talented. Well, that's the thing. I watched him and he's playing the guitar and he's playing them to the ring and everything. And, and I was like, you know what? This guy's actually he's pretty fun. He's actually, I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know why I was so hard on this guy before. I, I, I turned the corner you on him. You jinxed as, it. I jinxed it. Come on. So I, I'm I'm watching and and I, I'm telling you, uh, you know, I, I'm turning the corner on Boogs. I kind of like Boogs now. All right. I like Boogs. Boogs is all right. Yeah. And he's, and he's doing a couple of really impressive strength power type things in the match and then he's got one of the usos on his back and another the other one runs in and and jumps on his back too and i don't know what he was gonna do but he collapsed his knee buckled buckled and yeah down on it and and he goes out of the ring and so i'm thinking is this a is this a is this part of the match what's going on here because Go ahead. I question it because when they showed the highlights before, he had a thing where he had his knee wrapped up and he was pretending to be hurt. So I questioned, did he just do that on purpose because it's part of the match and what's going on? Even though when his leg went out, it looked pretty real. I've seen things that were fake but looked real. So I questioned that. So you, yes, and then... Within probably about a minute and a half, I could tell, yeah, something's up. Because you could see they were all communicating with each other and they quickly went into the the finish of the match. And yeah, it turns out he, I guess he tore his quad and his, and his patella tendon. So he's, uh, by now, I'm sure he's already had surgery and is, is recovering. But Poor guy. best wishes to that guy. Yeah. But yeah, that sucks. Opening match at WrestleMania. I don't know. I think it may may have been a f- his first WrestleMania. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. But oh, that sucks to get hurt. Oh, and and that kind of an injury too is like oh man. 
I mean, that's not something you can really work through. No, 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 no. So, they followed it up with about 15 minutes of commercials. And this this was a little bit uh, annoying, I guess you could say. Now, from what I understand, uh, understand, excuse me, listening to, I listened to a podcast and I, I read some stuff online as well. If you were a Peacock paid, paid premium plus, whatever, like you the, pay more money. whatever the top tier of Peacock is, you get no commercials or you get very limited commercials. We have Peacock and we get some commercials because we, we don't have a free thing. We pay for Peacock, It's but it's like five bucks a month. There's another tier above it where you get less commercials than the tier we're in. And we don't get that many in the tier we're in. But anyway... If you were watching it on the $5 a month deal, like what we have, you got commercials. So we had about 15 minutes of commercials. Yeah, there was plenty of commercials. Lots of commercials. If you had the tier above it, they would play video packages of different stuff and different wrestlers and and that kind of thing. So you don't have any wrestling going on or any kind of backstage segments or anything. No, it's all pre-produced video packages that they aired. So there was no, nothing as far as the show goes going on. I don't know why they did it like that. I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. And from what I, from what I gathered, there was about eight or nine minutes from that opening tag team match that was cut because of the injury. So they 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 went home as they call it in the wrestling business. They they ended the match early because of of Boogs's injury, and so rather than maybe give some extra time to some other matches or whatever, they just hey we're gonna have commercials and video packages. So I don't get Lucky that. Ass. I don't get that decision. But again, I'm sure there's reasons behind it, and so that's what happened. Mm-hmm. The fa- the next match, match number two on night one, Drew McIntyre defeated Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss. That was an interesting match. I actually, I didn't, I, I thought it was a good match. It was entertaining. It was fun. And you're like, fine. is that a fake sword? <laughs> I, d- I did. I'm like, is that a fake sword you're running around with? <laughs> Those ropes <laughs> must be gimmicked. Well, well, so I got, for this match, I was really impressed by Corbin. Mm. Because I haven't watched, we don't watch anymore. WrestleMania, I, I feel like most of these guys I saw last year at WrestleMania, so I'm seeing their improvements now over a year's time. He, I really liked Corbin. I yeah. thought he he's come a long way from the last time I saw him wrestle. So I thought the match itself was really good. And then at I think it was after the match was done, Drew McIntyre has the, his sword that he carries around. I don't know if he's Angela. got a name for it. Is that Okay. I think of the office. Okay. Well, and he goes to hit Madcap Moss with the sword. Madcap Moss moves and he cuts through the top and middle rope of the ring. Obviously, it's gimmicked, as, as we say in wrestling. But still, it was like, oh, okay. And I should have known that that means what? They need time to fix the ropes, right? So what do we get? We get another More like 10 minutes of commercials. What's going on here? Yeah. So that happened. And then we had The Miz and Logan Paul. That match was awesome. Teaming against Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Okay. 
I don't know much about Logan Paul, but he impressed either. me. You would think this guy's been wrestling for a long time. He did an awesome job. I wasn't expecting him to do as good as he did. I agree. I thought that he, in my opinion, he looked better than The Miz did. And The Miz has been wrestling for a long time, for at least 15 years, maybe longer. And th to me, The Miz looked like he was in slow motion for some reason. It was weird. Like, he just was moving weird, and I don't know if he's hurt or something. I, I don't know. I didn't really pick up on I, that. I, I did. He looked, to me, he looked off. He looked like he was, there was some, at some points, it looked like almost like he was wrestling underwater, the mm. way he was moving, and, and, and it was weird. He just looked off. Uh, but Logan Paul looked like he'd done this before. <laughs> like he looked like he's he been around for a while. Yeah, he had the confidence. He was. He, he had, had the, the swagger. swagger. <laughs> there you go. Yes, we share a brain. Yes, we do. He, yeah, he he was very poised. He, he was pacing himself well. He wasn't rushing. He wasn't. It was incredible. Like I, I was, I was shocked, and I looked into it because I'm like, okay, he had to have done something before. Was this his first match? Like I didn't, I wasn't sure. It was his first time wrestling, and apparently he'd only done a little bit of practice beforehand, and and that was it. So the guy's just a natural heel. I, <laughs> I'll I say guess, that. He, he, but did he, was, he grow up watching wrestling and loving per, it? Maybe? Perhaps, but I mean, he was just everything he did. I, I couldn't believe that that was his first match. Yeah, like I, what? Like that. He did better than like a lot of people you see who normally wrestle yeah. all the time. Yeah, he it, was it was impressive. Very, very, yeah, very, very well done. So they ended up beating Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio mm -hmm. by a pinfall. And then at the end of the, uh, at, when the match was done, Miz turned on Logan Paul yeah. and like laid him out. So um, whatever, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to follow up with that because uh, I'm not going to watch wrestling again until... Next WrestleMania, probably. Or Royal Rumble, maybe. Or, yeah. <laughs> then we had Bianca Belair. This match versus... was awesome. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to say the first participant's name. You're going to say it's awesome, and we're just going to move on. We're never going to find out who wrestled who, because you're just going to do this now every match. Yes. Bianca Belair defeated Becky Lynch by pinfall. This match was for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And Becky Lynch was the champion. So now Bianca Belair is the champion because mm -hmm. she beat her by pinfall. And you were saying? I mentioned before, I like Bianca Belair. Every time I've watched her, when I would watch her on NXT, I was really impressed by her. And so I was happy to see her in this position. And she did a phenomenal job. Obviously, she was in Becky this position is, last year. But I She beat Sasha Banks for the title last year. I don't remember that. They main evented last year. Did I fall asleep? <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. I, don't I, know. I sometimes fall asleep when it's past my bedtime. But I was just, I was excited. It was a great match. It was. It was very, it was very enjoyable. I thought, I, yeah, I, I was, I, I was entertained mm -hmm. the entire time. And you know me, I'm not a big fan of women's wrestling, but I actually enjoyed this match yeah. and, and I didn't mind watching at all. They were, Becky Lynch is a great heel. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and Bel Air, great baby face. It was a it was a very very good match, very entertaining, and uh, yeah, good stuff. So then we had Seth Rollins go to the ring because he was promised. I guess, I guess the storyline that they've been doing with him was he didn't have a match for WrestleMania. He went. And he saw Vince McMahon at Vince's office, 
And Vince told him, uh, you're going to get a match at WrestleMania, but you're not going to find out who your opponent is till you're in the ring at WrestleMania. So there's this, he gets in the ring and there's, I don't know, maybe what, like a minute or so of silence and everybody just kind of waiting to see who's it going to be. And then Cody Rhodes, the American nightmare makes his return to the WWE after six years and they have a match and he got a hell of a re- uh, pop, hell of a reaction coming out. I just want to say that up until this point, I was watching WrestleMania so happy, so excited. I was surprised because, I mean, 7 o'clock, I'm ready to go to bed at night. I'm, I, I like to go to bed early, so I'm staying up past my bedtime, and I'm having a ball. I don't remember watching match to match to match in a WrestleMania where I was just hooked in and loving it and having fun and enjoying it. And I thought, is this going to be a streak where every match is awesome during WrestleMania? Because this is great. Like, let's just keep it going all night. Let's do it. And then we had this match and I fell asleep. (laughs) Yes, you fell asleep. And that's all you need to know. (laughs) Well, you fell asleep, but okay. I thought it was a great match, and they went a while. It was too. boring in the beginning. It was not boring. Oh my gosh! Okay, Tell, Cody Rhodes looked like he was doing an awesome job from start to finish during that match. Okay, I I thought he was a little off at first, and I was speculating maybe just maybe he's not used to the size of the ring because because he hasn't been there for so long. I don't know if he'd gotten in and worked out beforehand or whatever, but. I thought Cody looked a little off at first, but the last like seven, eight minutes of that match were awesome. I thought I enjoyed it. They went like 21 minutes. I, I will say I it typically was good. don't I enjoy it. Seth Rollins or something about him. I just don't oh, care watching him. He was great him. in this match though. He was great. Uh, he wasn't bad. It, it's just something about him. I don't really enjoy watching him wrestle and he was actually not bad, but watching Cody Rhodes and him, I felt like there wasn't a lot of chemistry with them. It just kind of felt like two guys having a match, but there was no story. There was it was just kind of blah. I and it was slow moving. It it like I said, I, it was a little off at first. I thought it looked like maybe Cody was off a little bit, but like I said, the last seven eight minutes were great. I feel like. They gave them time and that much time because it's Seth Rollins at WrestleMania and he's gonna he's always gonna perform well. And but I, I just feel like if this is how you're gonna bring Cody Rhodes back and you're gonna debut him, you don't put him in a twenty minute match with a guy who he has no history with, no story with. And I think that the crowd was kinda they were excited to see Cody Rhodes back and, and he was back as his gimmick from AEW where he came from. And he got the, the American the, Nightmare, and he got the same his same video entrance and the same song that he used there and everything. So I, he must own that or something. I don't know, whatever. But I just feel like twenty one minutes was a bit long for them to go. If that match would have gone, geez, six seven minutes. I hate to say that because they did a lot of really cool stuff and and it it, it was good, but I just feel like. When there's no story and you just put these two guys in there, eh, I don't know. It just it didn't work for me overall. But but I thought the last like like I said, the last seven eight minutes were really good. So I I enjoyed it overall. I think it could have been shorter, but what are you gonna do? And you fell asleep. And I fell so asleep. That's all we that's all we need to know about that. 
Then we had Charlotte Flair defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. And I woke up for this match. And I fought to you stay awake. You should have stayed asleep. I fought this to stay match. awake and I'm watching it and I just thought, I, I can't do this. <laughs> I went back to I, sleep. I, was, <laughs> I did watch it the next day though. I watched I, the matches the next day. I was not a fan of this match at all. I was just not a fan of it. And I don't know. Charlotte was fine. I, I don't know if it was Rhonda that was. I, I don't know. I I like, I, I like Rhonda watching Rhonda. Yeah. yeah, I like. I enjoyed it. And like Charlotte watching Flair's her wrestle. Charlotte is really good. I just something about this match was, and it might be too that the crowd didn't really seem to care and be that much into it. Honestly, I I wonder if the Becky Lynch Bianca Belair match kind of stole the show, and that was so good. And that, now you have two other women, and it was just not. At the same level. I I think it was more so the the buildup for this match didn't seem like it was very... It didn't really deliver in that way. It like didn't. The, the anticipation wasn't there for it where the, the way that I feel it should have been. Just And the, the reason I say that is because I watched the video packages that they, they put out to tell you what led up to the match and everything. And I just it didn't seem that enjoyable to me. And when... The two women are, you can tell when they're coming to the ring and when they're right before they tie up, you could tell if there's any buzz or anticipation from the crowd. There really wasn't any. So I think that a lot of people felt that maybe that they just weren't that excited for it because they didn't really maybe, you know, do anything to get you excited for it. And in the match itself, I didn't feel delivered. No. But Charlotte Beater pinned. With a with a boot to the face of all things, it was just very. Yeah, it just was really weird because like Ronda got Charlotte to tap out, but they the had knocked the down, ref out. Yeah. Then yeah, they knocked the ref out, and so she gets distracted, gets a boot, and then gets pinned. I, I don't know. Yeah, what are you gonna do? And then we had more commercials, a lot more commercials, and then at, uh, after that, the Kevin Owens show. And I woke back up for that. So Kevin Owens. The, the whole thing was Stone Cold Steve Austin was going to be the guest on the Kevin Owens show. And for, I don't know how long, but at least a few weeks, Kevin Owens has been running down Texas and running down Stone Cold Steve Austin. And WrestleMania was in Texas. You don't and, mess with Texas. I guess not. And so Kevin Owens comes in, starts bad-mouthing Texas again, starts bad-mouthing Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then the glass breaks and Stone Cold comes out to a huge reaction. He looked in phenomenal condition. Wearing his jean shorts, he's got these two huge knee braces on his legs, and he's wearing his Austin 316 t-shirt. He comes out, he goes to each side of the huge stage, gets a huge pop from the crowd. They're they're loving seeing him back, and then he disappears backstage again. So you're, you're thinking, wondering, did he forget? I'm half asleep. Did he forget something? <laughs> and I, as soon as he's turned around and started going backstage, I'm like. He's going to come on his four-wheeler, I bet. And sure as shit, yep, comes out <laughs> on his ATV and races down to the ring, races around the ring. It was awesome. And so he gets in the ring and sits down. They, they start talking back. Well, Kevin Owens is insulting him. They're talking back and forth or whatever a little bit. And Stone Cold just is ripping into him. <laughs> like, he called him a piece of shit. He called him a bastard. All whatever. You, you name it. And... So Kevin Owens finally tells him, I didn't want you out here to have a, a talk with you. I wanted you out here because I wanted to challenge you to a match or, or a fight or however you put it. 
And so, yeah, that Stone Cold accepts, and they, they had a no holds barred match. And Stone Cold said before, right before they started, where he accepted, he says, "I had my first match right here in Dallas, Texas." If you want to see Stone Cold have his last match right here in Dallas, Texas, give me a hell yeah. Or or I think that's where he called him a piece of shit. I can't remember. If you want to see me whip, uh, beat the sh- hell out of this sack of shit, he called him a sack of shit. Uh, give me a hell yeah. They give him a hell yeah, and that's it. There you go. So they have, the, they, uh, have a street fight, and I enjoyed the hell out of this match. Yeah, that was it was, good. It, it was, was good great. Match. And Stone Cold for being 57, yeah. 58 years old. Looked great. I mean, he kept the shirt on or whatever, but he he looked in great shape. Moved great. Moved great. Son of a gun. He they they brawled out into the crowd. Stone Cold took a suplex on the concrete floor. I'm like, holy shit. That was surprising. Um. Okay. That just happened. Awesome. Yeah. They brawled all the way uh back to the ramp. Kevin Owens got onto the ATV. Stone Cold hit him from behind because he couldn't start the ATV. And then Stone Cold runs up. They gets on there, starts the ATV up. They drive up to the top of the stage. And Stone Cold gives him suplexes on each side of the stage. So he's taking bumps everywhere. And I'm like, holy shit. And then he gets him back down to the ring. And Stone Cold's like running around. He's moving great. It, it was almost like when I was watching it, like the first two or three minutes, it seemed like Stone Cold was kind of moving a little slower. And I'm like, okay, well, he's 50, whatever. He's, and he hasn't wrestled in forever, so okay. But it, it seemed like as the match went on, he's like getting faster. It's almost like he got warmed up and his adrenaline kicked in. And he's just like, fuck it. And it's just started, seemed like the old Stone Cold to, to me. And it was it was awesome. It was awesome to see. And Kevin Owens was awesome too. Oh, Kevin Owens is fuck more than if if I'm Kevin Owens, I quit wrestling right after that. Be like, <laughs> okay, I'm never gonna top this. I'm done. I just had Stone Cold's last match. Fucking pay me. I'm done. I'm out of here. But because fuck, that was great. It was a hell of an end to night one of WrestleMania. And then uh, after, so yeah, Stone Cold beat, uh, pins him, beats him, has his beer bash at the end, drinks a bunch of beers. And he stunned somebody. Who did he stun? Byron Saxton. Byron Saxton. He stuns the announcer. Who took a hell of a bump? Gotta love it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So that was the end of night one of WrestleMania. Yeah. And th- it was fun. Th- yeah, thumbs up for me. I-, I enjoyed it thoroughly, aside from all the damn commercials. But anyway, moving on to night two WrestleMania. First match was a triple threat tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. The champions, RK Bro, Randy Orton, and Riddle, defeated the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, and the Alpha Academy of Chad Gable and Otis. I enjoyed this match. This is a fun match. It was fun. Yeah. I, I typically don't like those kind of three-way tag matches, but they were it was good. It was it was fun. The crowd was really into it. It was great. Then we had Oh, after that match, the Olympian, the gold medalist, Gable Stevenson, was sitting at ringside, and they called him into the ring to mm-hmm. celebrate with RK Bro and the Prophets Street. Is that their name? The Street, Street Prophets. Prophets. And they're they have. Uh, you were explaining this to me because I didn't get it. I think I'm just old now, but he's pouring. What what the hell were they drinking? They had red solo cups. I don't know what they were drinking. It could be water for all I know. Sure, but, but I mean, is it supposed to be beer? Is I that what know. it is? I don't know what it's supposed to be, but they had red solo cups. But Monty's Ford had like a 
big red solo cup that was like bedazzled. You call him Montez. Montez Ford had. <laughs> <laughs> he should be Montez now. That's it. You know, because right. I'm thinking of Piedmontese, the the beef. All right. I'm tired. Anyway, so Montez Ford had like this bigger solo cup that was all like sparkly, and it. Had <laughs> and I'm a girl, and so he was pouring you from are? his. Yes, he was pouring from his cup a little, like some into everyone's cup, and then they were so rudely interrupted by Chad Gable. Yes. Who comes in and is like bad mouthing the Olympian, and then the Olympian laid the smack down on him. Yes. And that was that. And so, that was that. I do want to okay. say it was fun. I, I don't really like Matt Riddle. There's something about him I just don't like, but it was really fun to watch him and Randy Orton because Randy Orton is always so, like, when I've seen him, so serious. And this was just fun, and it was really nice to see Randy Orton just having fun in a match. I, yeah, I thought I th- I mentioned it to you when we were watching it. Like Randy Orton looks like he's having the fucking blast out there, and 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 it is it is cool to see. Now is he just working? Probably, possibly, but he looked like legit, like he's actually enjoying himself, and and is having fun in this role. So good for them. I mean, it, it was it was cool to see. Yeah. Next match, Bobby Lashley defeated Omos by pinfall in six minutes and 35 seconds. I it think it's felt Omos. Like it, it's O-M-O-S. Yes, but it's Omos. Fine. I had to remember when they were saying it because it's like O-Moss, like M-O-S-S, like moss agate or moss that grows on a tree. Yes, I can pair words to crystals, but yes, Omos. So they went six minutes... And it felt like it was six hours. This match sucked so bad. Not Bobby Lashley's fault at all. This Omas, Moss, whatever, is awful. He's huge. He's like, looks like he's 10 feet tall. He's probably like seven and a half feet tall, but he's big. He's a big boy. And he just, he's not, not good. Just not good. Definitely not what we'd call polished. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was and bad. I feel like bad. Bobby Lashley, I like Bobby Lashley. I think he is a good wrestler. To me, it felt like he was trying really hard to make Omos look good. It just, you can, you know, wrap tin tinfoil in shit, but it's still shit. It, it makes it shiny, but. I've never heard that. What about Wrapping. You can, Shit in tinfoil. Yeah. Never heard that? No. I've never heard that. Yeah. Okay. You can put pig on a lipstick, but it's still a pig. How's that? Pig on a lipstick? I'm sorry. You can put lipstick on a pig. I want to. I, I think we should do a show <laughs> where you just give me all your different sayings and, and entertain <laughs> us with your different sayings because <laughs> the, like- this is better than Omos and Bobby Lashley match. Let's Let's listen to you talk about... Putting pigs on lipstick. What's the thing where you like switch it around? Transverse? Is that it? Like I do it with numbers. I swap them. Inverse? Wait, what are you talking about? Okay, you know when you have numbers and like you get them swapped? Um, you swap the number? Wh- like what? if I'm reading a, a series of numbers and I get them mixed up. Dyslexia? <laughs> well, that too. I have it with what? words as what? well and what? phrases. I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> words are hard. Yeah, wow. This As this, are sentences. Apparently. And yeah, I'm just going to stop. 
Okay. So that match sucked it like royally just bad. And it wasn't Lashley's fault at all. Pig on a lipstick. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) Then next we had an anything goes match. This may have been one of my favorite matches of the weekend. Johnny Knoxville. Yes. That Johnny Knoxville from Jackass and movies and whatnot. Defeated Sami Zayn by pinfall in 14 minutes and 25 seconds. Fuck, this was so fun. This oh, was my goodness. Creative. I I laughed so hard. I never watched Jackass. I, I probably caught like a few minutes here and there when it was on TV way, way back. I could, I, I did, never cared about it. Didn't give a shit about Jackass. Thought it was stupid, whatever. I laughed so hard at parts of this match and i just i think because i'm watching Sami Zayn just beat the shit out of johnny knoxville like he's not pulling punches he's kicking him hitting him as hard as he can the it crutch. looks like oh my god yeah that's right he hits the him with pan. a crutch the cookie sheet oh just- my he, uh, i i was telling you like i because i've been hit with a crutch before i've hit people with crutches before in wrestling and stuff and usually you you call it, you gimmick it. You you loosen some of the screws a little bit so that when you hit the guy, it it will, most times it'll break the crutch uh, and, and pieces maybe go flying and it just looks more spectacular and it, it hurts a little less. This fucking, they didn't gimmick this crutch and I've been hit with a crutch. It fucking hurts. I, I was just, ah, I was just squirming when he got hit with that crutch because that looked painful. And it, oh my gosh, they had, uh, who was the guy? What's his name? The, the first guy that comes out of Chris the crowd. Pontius. Party boy. Party boy comes out and, and he's just song. like, he's sitting there like doing this, whatever dance. that was his gimmick. Which like I guess on the show, was, one of those gimmicks that he right. did. Yeah. yeah, you were explaining that to me. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden he takes off his shirt and he has like tearaway pants and he tears those off and he's got a thong on and he's like. His cheeks are clapping. Is that what Pat McAfee said? Yeah, I think so. And so, uh, yeah, that that was funny. And then he gets booted or or hit out of the ring by Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn, like, pushes him under the ring. Like, he kind of, like, booted him and pushed him under the ring. Like, get out of here kind of thing. And then, I don't know if he was going under the ring to get something or what. But the next thing you know, he gets punched. And so, like, oh, okay, Pontius is making a comeback. That's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, okay, this guy's going to get a comeback or something. But no, it's fucking Wee, Wee Man. Man. The midget, the midget guy comes out. And holy shit, Wee Man is awesome. He is. <laughs> he comes out and he's just like firing up on Sami Zayn and just blowing the comeback on him. He's just beating the shit out of him. It was great. He's all fired up. I'm like, wow, this guy, what a fucking little baby face here. He's pounding on him, hitting him gets him in the ring and he picks him up and he walks around with him. He like turns around and he's holding him up in a body slam and then he slams him. Now granted it's what a foot and a half off the ground for Sami like Zayn, but it feet. doesn't matter. It, does, yeah. it was still impressive. It was awesome. And the crowd is just going nuts. And I, you know, for me, that is the greatest thing when is is the crowd like that that's what i love about wrestling is watching the crowd go nuts and eat something up that i live for that i love that and so they're just eating it up and oh, i'm because it was it. delicious it was, it was yes it was it was great and then sammy Zayn gets up and he kicks wee man in the face 
so hard. Like, so fucking hard. Like, you know, a lot of times they'll, they'll show a replay of something, and what they do is they'll slow it down. And then right when impact happens, they, like, speed it up again. So you don't get to see the impact, right? For this, the replay, they just kept it slow the entire time and you just watch his foot <laughs> collide with his nose and his face it's like so hard and he just he belted him oh my gosh but wow and so anyway they had a fun match and Johnny Knoxville ends up winning after slamming Sami Zayn off the top rope to the floor through a table that had mouse traps glued onto the top of it and then they brought a big mouse trap, like a huge, enormous, it's like out of a cartoon for Christ's sake. This big mouse trap into the ring. He got Sammy, I think he tasered him or something. Yeah. And, and then he and he put Sammy Zane so into the mouse trap. He got it with the assist of a giant mouse trap. And he pinned him. And it was it was great. The crowd loved it. It was it was very creative. It was it was entertaining. Not something you want to see on every wrestling show, but for WrestleMania, it was uh, entertaining as hell. Thumbs up from me. Thumbs up from my lady here. Oh, hell yeah. It was great. Next, we had a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. So the team of Sasha Banks and Naomi defeated the defending champions who were Carmella and Queen Zelina, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. So the champs were Carmella and Queen Zelina, and now the new champs are Sasha Banks and Naomi. This actually wasn't bad either. They went about ten and a half minutes. Not bad, not bad. It, it was bad. it was entertaining. Yeah. I thought it, it had its moments. Yeah, it, I thought it was entertaining. I think too, though, when you're at a match like the Jackass match, and you're all hyped up, it kind of brings you down a bit. Like it, it. I guess. I mean it. it it had a tough match to follow. It, it I will was, say that. I don't think that was the best place to put that match. Well, Let what, me put it that what way. What would you have put there? I don't know. I'm just saying I wouldn't have put that there, especially a women's match. They after could, that. you know what? Actually, they probably if they would have flip flopped Bobby Lashley and the Jackass match, mm-hmm. it it might have been better for the women because the because or anything or do Bobby Lashley Omos then the woman and then Jackass. The, yeah, because anything If I was booking it. So you would have opened WrestleMania with Omos, Omos and Bobby Lashley? No, who else? What I'm saying is the first no, match No, the tag match. The first match is the tag match, yeah. the three-way tag match. Then you have the Jackass match. Then you have Omos and Bobby Lashley, then the women's match. That's what Either I'm saying, way. flip-flopping those two. Next match, Edge defeated AJ Styles by pinfall. I should say Edge and the WrestleMania set defeated AJ Styles by pinfall because poor AJ Styles got busted open on his, on his way to the ring. <laughs> We, you couldn't see it on the broadcast, but uh, there was some video floating around on social media from people that were there. And you, uh, yes, AJ Styles bumped his face on the set as he's coming out. Because it's cut, like, it's a, it, was a bit, it was a star. Yeah. It was a star. The way it comes down, it's. So yeah. he bumped into the, into the edge of the set and he was bleeding from the cheek as well, he's walking like, to the yeah, ring. The top, 
by his temple, sort of. Okay. But we're watching him. What happened? Did he Did he get into a fight <laughs> right coming, before his match? He's coming down the ramp, and he's he's wiping at his face, and, and you look, and he's, he's bleeding. Like, the fuck? He's, like, missing a, a, you know, he's got, like, a scab, and there's blood coming down. Like, what the I'm fuck? questioning, did, did just he get just a get fight? in a brawl before the, the match? It was like, shit, I'm up, and just came out. Yeah, like, what, what's going on here? But... Yeah, uh, apparently that's what happened, and uh, yeah, that sucks for him. He looked, he looked pissed. He looked pissed I coming mean, pissed to the. Too. Well, I mean, just he, got my ass whipped by the set. Yeah, well, that and that's why we thought, did he get a fight? Because he looked pissed. And, and there, so, there was speculation it was the pyro got him in the face, but I was saying to Alex, that's not pyro because usually you get a burn, it cauterizes. You don't necessarily always bleed, but the, it looked like something hit him and. Yeah, I didn't think it was Pyro that got him. Yeah. Well, and I was right, because it was the set. You were correct. Mm-hmm. They went almost 25 minutes. And Edge had a really cool entrance. He came up from the bottom of the stage, mm-hmm. and there was like a ring of fire around him. He came up, and he was like sitting in this big throne-looking thing. And that was, that was a cool little entrance. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so he beats Mr. Styles. By pinfall, but it was weird. the The end of that match was weird because AJ Styles looks like he's about to do his little springboard finishing move thing that he does, and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, is what's the guy's name? I I can't it. remember his name now. I, Tall I, guy, oh. Priest Damian Priest. Thank you. Him is just standing there on the on the side of the ring where AJ Styles is, and he's just standing there. And AJ just kind of stops and looks over and sees him. And then Edge like beats him. It was it was just very strange, anticlimactic. Like, where did Damian Priest come from, and why is he just standing there? And then at the end, he gets in and he raises Edge's hand or whatever. They're they're a team now or something. So, yeah. Anyway, that, that, they they had a decent enough match, but I thought it just went a really long time. The next match. Oh, and by the way, commercials. There was still a ton of them. Galore. Yeah, so they they didn't change anything from night one. The next match, Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch defeated the New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods by pinfall in one minute and 40 seconds. Yeah, it was a quick match. It was quick. So Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch come out. And I'm just thinking, these guys look... Like, they just walked out of a Guy Ritchie film. And I don't know if that's supposed to be their gimmick. I would think so. Maybe. I I mean, I don't know what their gimmick is, but I'm sure they probably watched a Guy Ritchie movie or two to come up with their look anyway. I don't know. (laughs) It it was quick. So, I mean, not really much you can say about it. Apparently, this match was supposed to go on on night one and got cut for time. Which, if you would have cut... Some of the commercials Taking probably would have had one commercial. You probably would have had enough had time. Yeah. Well, they, well, the, that's why. Again, remember we were saying how Boogs got hurt and they had to cut like eight minutes out of that match. You couldn't, you couldn't have had this match on night one. But whatever, they got it in on night two, so that's cool. At least those guys got their almost two minutes of WrestleMania. Yeah. They got their paydays anyway. The next match, Pat McAfee. Defeated Austin Theory in nine minutes and forty seconds, and I actually enjoyed this. I thought it was all right. 
I thought Austin Theory to me was very he's he was he reminded me of a very uh, he was working the match as a heel and it to me the way he was playing to the crowd he was very like second year independent wrestler playing heel in front of 50 people in a VFW hall kind of heel that's that's the impression he was very generic very just it, it, he didn't reek big league to me. He didn't smell like big league to me. He didn't look big league to me. He moves good. He looks good. But just his mannerisms and the way he was playing to the crowd, and it was just very indie to me. You know what wasn't indie? What? Pat McAfee. No, he was good. He was awesome. He was he great. Ass. He was great. I mean, theory worked well. It was just the way it... Wrestling to me, it's not about the moves. It's about the 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 space between the notes, if you will. It's the stuff you do in between the moves that separates the good, great, and exceptional. To me, he was not quite good yet because he was very just generic and basic, and almost playing to the crowd too much. And I just I didn't enjoy that. I thought. It, it didn't it didn't fit for me but i mean but i was so impressed me. by pat mcafee and i really felt like all these people who aren't professional wrestlers they look like they've been doing it forever well well i mean they showed you the in the build-up to it the little video package yet, they showed yeah they show i mean pat mcafee owns a wrestling ring He's had one for years. He's he had a couple matches before too. I think he wrestled in NXT or something. Uh, he did a match with Adam Cole, I think. But we if you're not we doing it all it. the time, no. But and, the, and, and to remember have the awareness. And remember, he's also a former NFL football player. I mean, the guy's a pro athlete mm -hmm. or was. So he's an athlete. He's athletic, but also a lifelong wrestling fan and. So much so that he owns a freaking wrestling ring that he trains in at his house. So he was he knows how to move around the ring. He knows how to do stuff. So it it was he was impressive. It was impressive. Yes, for sure. And it was fun. It was. It was. And then it ended. And then the match ended. The match ended, and there'd been all kinds of speculation leading up to WrestleMania that Vince McMahon was going to have a match. At WrestleMania. And then it was announced that it was Austin Theory with Vince McMahon against Pat McAfee. And Vince McMahon, I told you, I think we maybe mentioned on the uh, WrestleMania preview show that we did. Sorry, I'm just thinking about... Pat McAfee had Vince McMahon on his podcast. And that's where Vince said to him, would you like to have a match at WrestleMania? And Pat McAfee said, sure, great, yes. And... That ended the speculation that the that the match itself was going to happen between Pat McAfee and Vince. Well, uh, after the match was done with Austin Theory, I was it Pat McAfee challenging Vince to get no, in the ring? Vince, Is that what happened? Vince was trying to show Austin how it's done, and he took off his shirt. That's what because I thought he took off his shirt and then got in the ring. Well, no, 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 because no, because he teased it for a second yeah. and then went nah. Pat McAfee looked like he was... I'm going to have to go watch it again now. But 
Pat McAfee looked like he was t- telling Vince, why don't you get in here or something? He was challenging him. And Vince teased it for a second and went, nah. And then, and of course, the crowd boos. And Vince is a classic psychologist with the crowd. And then Vince starts to slowly take his coat off and the place starts to come up a little bit. The crowd's starting to get riled up. They're getting excited. And then Vince... Take, was he wearing a tie? I can't remember. Anyway, he's loosening his shirt, and then he just tears his shirt off, and he's wearing a black tank top, and he's looking jacked at 78 years old or however old he is, and the place goes nuts for a second. There's, there's like that guttural roar that you hear, and then he gets up into the ring. I'm like, oh, shit, he's actually going to fuck. And I'm thinking when he got up to the, the onto the actual ring apron, I'm thinking, okay, now he's going to back off and leave. No, he got in the fucking ring and they get a ref and the ref fucking rings the bell and they start to have a match. So they, they're jaw jacking at first and then Austin Theory ran in from behind and nails Pat McAfee down. So I'm thinking, okay, that makes sense. Fine. Vince will pin him real quick. No, no, he didn't pin him real quick. They went for how long did they go? Well, three minutes and 45 seconds. It felt a lot longer than that and everything, Pat McAfee looked so great in the match with Austin Theory, and then he was forced to, we call it in the wrestling business, sell. He had to sit there and pretend to be hurt. He had to sell for Vince McMahon, and it was the the worst offense you could ever possibly imagine. He had to get up, and he's running into Vince, who is putting his arm up to clothesline, but it looks so bad. And just so shitty. I'm just thinking Vince McElderly McMahon. Oh my, and Vince's face. I don't know what what the hell he did to his face. But he looks like... I don't know if it was makeup he was wearing or if it's Botox. I don't know what the... I don't know. But he looks just so weird. Looked like... He looks... I don't know how to... I He's don't know how to... Des- I don't know how to describe it, but he just looks so weird to me. And so just... Strange. I, I I can't. It was just weird watching him. But anyway, he's gives the absolute worst couple of clotheslines, and then finally Austin Theory gives him a football, and Vince teases punting the football into the crowd, and then just kicks it into Pat McAfee's gut. And like he couldn't get his leg. <laughs> he couldn't get his leg up to tease kicking, so he'd take a step like, oh, and then he would just uh, stop, and then he'd. To turn around and take a step the other way like he's going to kick the ball, but he doesn't lift his leg to tease kicking. He is, he's, in his defense, he is a senior citizen. But he's fucking squatting over a thousand pounds. We, we saw that. That's I why showed, he couldn't lift his leg. I showed you the video. He's got this video where, that he sent to Pat McAfee of him like in this this contraption. I forget what it's called now, but... Shark pit. Thank you. And, and he's essentially, he's got a thousand pounds... And he's got the weight belt on around him. And it's you don't shoulder the weight, so you don't put it on your back. So it's not giving you that spinal compression. And instead, you're lifting almost like a deadlift, kind of. It was 1,000 pounds, and Vince does a rep. He does a full rep. And that's why he couldn't lift his leg. pounds at 70-whatever years yeah. old. Holy shit. And so, yeah, anyway. So then he kicks the thing into the football into Pat McAfee's gut and pins him. And I felt so bad for Pat McAfee. I'm like, oh my gosh. He he just had this great match. He had a great entrance too, coming yeah. to the ring. And oh man. And and then to have that happen. And then 
they're sitting there celebrating Austin Theory and 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 uh, Vince, and they're celebrating for a while. And I'm thinking that I, I'm, at first I'm just feeling so bad. Whatever his name is, Pat McAfee. McAfee. Thank you. And then I said to you, I bet you Stone Cold's gonna come out now. That's it's gotta be because that was just so awful. They have to do something. And yes, like. Thirty glass seconds later, and- glass breaks. The crowd goes fucking ape shit. Thank goodness he comes out and Stone Cold gave Austin Theory the stunner, and Austin Theory took the best stunner bump in history. It was awesome. It was the greatest stunner bump I've ever seen. And then gets some beat. Uh, he's about to go after Vince. Vince talks him down, calms him down, and says, "Hey, let's have a beer for old time's sake." Stone Cold gets the beers tossed to him is on the vents and they toast they drink and then stone cold kicks vince and vince goes backwards and like stumbles back can't he can't stand still it's stone cold's reaching to get the stunner and and he can't get him he can't get him because vince is falling away from him so fucking stone cold's got a mouthful of beer by the way because he was drinking he's got the mouthful of beer and he's trying to catch him, and he can't. And so then he gets over to Vince finally and goes and grabs Vince for the stunner, and Vince just sits on his ass. <laughs> and Stone Cold just goes to drop him in the stunner, the absolute worst possible stunner you've ever seen in your life. I said to Alex, I said, it made me think, if anyone's ever watched the movie Bowfinger, when the, the fr- uh, Eddie Murphy's character is doing the stunts, <laughs> that is, is what it looked like and so stone cold <sighs> gives the worst stunner of all time Vince takes the absolute worst stone cold stunner ever and stone cold it just loses it and is just laughing his ass off like you could tell he's just belly laughing because it's so ridiculous you're watching like what the fuck is happening right now <laughs> And it was so awkward. It, it almost so felt bad. like time was going in slow motion when you're watching it. It's just he kicks him in the gun and he goes, Oh my god. You have oh. if you had not have not seen oh, this. Please do. And then watch just, watch Bowfinger just, and then watch the smash. Just go find I'm sure it's out there on, on social media or wherever. I'm sure. Just the worst Stone Cold stutter bump of all time. But hey, Vince is 70 whatever years old and 20 years ago when he was taking stunners all the time, they were terrible then. So I couldn't, I don't know what we were expecting. Oh my. Yeah. So that was, that was just, uh, yeah. So the final match after more commercials. Oh goodness. (laughs) The final match was Roman Reigns, the universal champion with Paul Heyman in a winner take all match. Faced Brock Lesnar, who was the WWE champion. They went 12 minutes and 15 seconds, and the winner takes all. So this was a unification match, I guess. And it started with the ring announcer who's in the ring who looked like a complete dork. And I mentioned it to you. This look at this. What's wrong with this ring announcer? He looks like a dork. Look, look at this guy. He's a tool. And the guy goes to start announcing the, uh, Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman grabs the microphone from him and does the announcement for Roman Reigns. So I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. All right, cool. 
And then he goes to, he gets the mic back and he goes to announce Brock Lesnar. And, and Brock Lesnar grabs the mic from the toolbox ring announcer. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this is great. This guy sucks. Good. Get him out of here. And the guy left. And he, never, he didn't do anything. So it was funny. And Brock introduced himself. Brock one, introduced himself. One thing yes. I forgot to say about the jackass match that I loved was when Johnny Knoxville was getting introduced. The person announcing oh, yeah. was like, and two cheeseburgers away from 170 pounds. That's, that's right. Yes, was that was so funny. funny. That was funny. Yes. That's yeah, good call. So that when you mentioned the announcer, I forgot to bring that up. <laughs> uh, so the their match was if you've seen a Brock Lesnar match before, it was essentially the same thing, just big move, big mm-hmm. move, big move kind of thing. And I thought it was good. I thought it was enjoyable. And Roman Reigns ended up pinning Brock Lesnar. It was like after what you would expect of that match, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was good. So that was night two of WrestleMania. That was WrestleMania. So that was WrestleMania. So that's that. Yeah, uh, from what I gather. Uh, the following evening on Raw, I don't think anything crazy happened. They usually have like these great Raws after WrestleMania, but I didn't see anything of note that looked like it happened. So hmm. anyway, so that's it for uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, let us know what you thought of it if you watched it yeah. and if there were any moments that we missed that you really enjoyed or thought were horrible. Yeah, yeah. So that know. was that. Yeah, yeah. We, we enjoyed it. It was good. Check it out if you have Peacock. It's I'm sure you could see, you could see the replay on, the on there. Yeah. So check it out. It was fun. And and if nothing else, just watch Stone Cold give Vince McMahon that stunner. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious and awesome in all of the best ways. All right. Until <sighs> next time. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website, HomewreckerPodcast.com where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at Monique P-C-H-T. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at TheAlexArion. And you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you.